Yo, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to the Gotham Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Jaden. I'm your other host, Ike Graham. Oh, yes. And as you know, this is the best destination for all things Batman, DC, and more. Today, we're going to be talking cinema. But join with us. We have a special guest. So, Ike, would you like to introduce him? Today, we have George Clooney on the set. Welcome, George Clooney. Hi. Yeah. Sorry, this isn't actually George Clooney. Sorry I know to how much no, I know how much we all were hoping that he'd be on this podcast, but maybe one day, maybe one day. But no, today instead we have my good friend, Jip. Jip, Hi. would you uh, like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? And... Um, myself, as I pertain to this podcast, is basically I really love cinema. Um, yep. I consider myself very much a cinephile, movie nerd. Um, I have pretty snobby tastes, so I skew a little less towards the nerdy DC stuff that you guys like okay. and more towards the... Art. really well-known right. uh established art films gotcha mm. so it's a little icebreaker question or actually a rapid fire three icebreaker questions one what would you say is like your type of movie like how would you describe your type of movie to be so let's go with that first um one. a movie with really high quality production especially acting and writing okay um like technical failures visual effects and cinematography i can forgive much more easily then I can bad acting and bad writing. Um, and a movie with a significant story and significant characters. I'd like to be able to defend why this movie was made to people. Mm. You know, I mean, if it's just to be entertaining or just to be dark or edgy or anything, I don't have much use for it. But if it has something deeper, at least some meaning, even if I don't agree with it at all, mm -hmm. I can appreciate the movie. So that's okay. what I say I look for. Yeah, so that's good. Um, what do you think about, since this is a more recent topic that we've been talking about, what are your thoughts on the Batman? It's about to go there. Oh, yeah. boy. I'm in, I might be in the wrong place to say this. Um, Actually, but before you bring it up, because uh, we've rated it on a scale of 1 to 10, just before you give your points, what would you give it on a scale of 1 to 10? I hate rating things on a scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> well, how would you rate it? Like a grade um, of F to A plus? Or just whatever. I just How like we... talking about things more, but I'll try. Um, okay, here here's a good way I can do it. What do you rate The Dark Knight out of 10? As a movie, I would say it's 10 out of 10. As a Batman movie, I would say a 7 out of 10. I would agree. I'd maybe go 8. If we're talking Joker film, perfect. But, You're right. Okay. right but as, like, as a movie, mm -hmm. excluding Batman, 10 out of 10. As a Joker film, I'd go like... 10 out of 10, but like, yeah. but Batman specifically, it'd okay. be a little bit lower. So what would you rate The Dark Knight? I'd agree with you guys. 8 to 10. Okay, maybe 10's a little generous, but 8 or 9 for yeah. sure. Um, I would give The Batman a 4 or 5. Oh, really? Interesting. I'm sorry. I no, know I'm you like guys on, like it a lot. Is that on like a film scale or more of a... Yeah, that's how I is... would consider everything, yeah. That's fair. Um, could i could criticize it for a long time which is not what we're here to do yeah. today, and i don't want it to become that but right there were just a lot of things i didn't love that much about it um hmm. and i think it really wanted to be a bold original 
movie, you know, like kind of taking the idea of a comic book movie in a new direction like Joker did in 2019. And I love Joker, not at first, mm-hmm. but I've come to love it. And I consider it really a very good film. Um, I just don't think the Batman pulled that off as well mm. for a lot of reasons that I probably shouldn't get into just because that's not what we're here to talk about today. But yeah, only a four or five. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. And then my final rapid fired question would be, what are your thoughts on actually? No, let me phrase it this way. Who is your favorite actor and why is it George Clooney? <laughs> I knew you were going there. I was waiting for it. Um, Exclude George Clooney. Who is your okay. favorite actor? It's not George Clooney. Um, I'm sorry if that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I think it actually might be. Um, yeah, you do we have any other leave? guests lined yeah. up maybe? Hey, anybody? No. Okay. Um, Johnny Depp is a fun actor. I know you like him a lot too. Yeah. Uh, we've watched a lot of his movies together. Mm-hmm. Not really the very best, though. Um, no. He's, he's talented, for sure, and he's a lot of fun. And I like him a lot, especially as a person. So how about this? Maybe saying the best actor is a little bit too, I guess, too hard of a question to ask. Who is your favorite actor, and who would you say is the most talented actor? Okay, that's a good that? one. Um, my favorite actor is actually the harder question. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I'm generally excited for a movie that has Leonardo DiCaprio in it um brad pitt's a lot of fun but i would actually name the same actor oh to answer both questions Interesting. Uh, because i base my favorite actor off of who i think is the best actor and it has to be daniel day lewis mm. he's incredible um i think he's won the oscar for best actor three times mm-hmm. uh, my left foot in the 1980s uh lincoln sometime in the 2000s i don't remember and one of my favorite movies with him there will be blood mm. and he's just incredible uh phantom thread as well mm. it, it's a joy to watch anything with joaquin phoenix in it sorry if i'm sounding too snobby but i just that's, i just love that man i'm for. actually going to just cut you off real quick i just want to look it up to make sure he has won best actor and this isn't just oscars he's won best actor on a couple different shows six times in the past 20 years i'm guessing insane. a few of those are golden globes yeah he's, oh yeah Mm-hmm. that's really impressive he's incredible yeah very versatile i think i'd also yeah. put him as my i don't know if I put him as my favorite actor but i think he's definitely the most talented actor yeah mm-hmm. he's a very serious method actor for sure mm-hmm. i think the thing that's really difficult when it comes to this topic is there's so much relevant stuff that makes you appreciate an actor like i think both of us and maybe not you as much are really on with the uh, robert pattinson right now mm-hmm. so really it'd be like it'd be easy to say he's like you know one of my favorites but i feel like as more movies come out or even when you go back and watch old movies you have an appreciation for a lot of these people mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like the rock is the easiest one to say for most people but we're not here to talk no. blockbusters not that there's a problem with blockbuster i just want to put that out there but i think all three of us love cinema we're a little bit more on like we kind of are on that line of big budget blockbusters sure. that like are just garbage mm-hmm. <laughs> or actual cinema right but and you're just pure cinema which is yeah he, he a knows we haven't stuff. reached yet well yeah i liked spider-man no way home oh yeah that, that's what i'll oh, say but uh, t- in that vein is that i can enjoy yeah movies which that's i would fair. consider to be objectively kind of crappy yeah so here's a question how do you like spider-man no way home in comparison to the batman because Ooh. cinematically and 
as far as like music and maybe just even some of the dialogue goes with with Batman. Yeah. How does that compare to Spider-Man No Way Home? Okay. Um, I don't want to misrepresent myself in saying I liked No Way Home, but I didn't like the Batman. That's not what this is like at all. Okay. It's more like I expected more of the Batman, whereas I knew mm. that any Marvel movie is going to be a shameless cash grab, which Spider-Man right. No Way Home was. Right. But it was really fun. Yeah, that makes and sense. And if we're looking at it not trying to basically uh rate the movie so critically um i would say the batman was just as enjoyable as spider-man no way home Mm. hurt more by my higher expectations for it objectively of course the batman is a better movie than no way home for Mm. sure okay interesting i just didn't know because i know kind of your takes are marvel and i actually have Mm -hmm. a few more questions concerning that a little bit later but before we continue that i just want to kind of wrap up the whole favorite movie uh, favorite actor most talented actor vibe but just saying i agree with most talented actor i'd say is daniel de lewis i think my favorite actor might have to be robin williams just because Mm. he's very like very funny very entertaining but he's also like very serious as well oh yeah and i've just become excited every anytime i see him on screen but it's also just a tragedy too that you know we'll never get to see right right um but i'll say i said this thing in the first episode so i'll I'll say it again my I'll, I'll do two for favorite, but I'll do my, my thing most talented. My favorite actors are Jason Momoa and mm. Matthew McConaughey. And a lot of it has to do with nothing they do in film. I don't think, well, Matthew McConaughey is better. I don't think Jason Momoa is that good of an actor. And Jason, if you're watching, I apologize. You are the same person in every movie. <laughs> but as people, I really like you guys. But, um, man, most talented, that's really tough. Um. I'd probably, just because I'm a huge fan of, I I swear we bring him up every week, but it's not George Clooney. I'm going to have to say my favorite, or the one I think is most talented just in everything I've seen, because I've seen most of his work, is Christian Bale. Um, I'm a suck. well, we can get into this in a minute. I'm just, I just want to put out that I'm a sucker for American Psycho, so I absolutely Mm. love watching Patrick Bateman every time he's on screen. He's amazing, for sure. Let's hear Paul Allen's top favorite actors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, unless you had another question you want to ask, I just want to get no, go for your it. point on this because um, maybe we could say what we look for in a movie too because I want to see how important this is to you. But right. um, when it comes to cinematography or when it comes to the audio, you already said acting. And I think we – well, I, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to put words in your mouth. George Clooney can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, – um, I, I think that well-acted movies are, like, crucial. Revenge of the Sith, I've said before, is my guilty pleasure Star Wars movie. It's probably my favorite, but it's not well-acted at all. Right. <laughs> to me, I feel like I'm more, I gravitate more towards, like, the visual side with the uh, cinematography and just, like, the specific angles mm-hmm. or, like, the lighting or when it comes to just the textures or even just the, the filter. Like, because I know that, you know, I'd assume that you really want to do film one day. Like if you were able to do that full time, that would that'd be great. That. Yeah. I think I'm on the same boat. Mm-hmm. You're Definitely. probably on the same boat too. Definitely. Hey guys, if we ever like make a, mo- a, a movie studio, any of you that listen, act like you were day one fans or whatever. Yep. So, but yeah, I, I think for me, that's what I gravitate more towards. So obviously I said that before with the Batman, that was one of my favorite aspects is just looking at all the shots and like breaking stuff down, but that's just me. So before he answers, like, what are your, I guess, what is your take on 
you know, cinematography, visual effects or all that? Like, does that really matter yeah. to you or no? It's probably what makes me love film the most is not only what other people bring to the table, but when I make movies or actually what we basically make movies together, like yeah. 95% of the time. But that's, that's the aspect that I think is most important for me because I mean, cinema, like at its heart, like the, 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 the main purpose of movies is to entertain people. And I think there's definitely more to it than that. But like when you're trying to summarize it, like movie is entertainment and what I find most entertaining about the movie making process, I would say is getting those visuals to look just the way you want them to. And I am most, I guess, enthralled by a movie when I, when I see not just the visuals, but also the combination of really good acting and really good writing with mm -hmm. it. So, and I know you're not a huge fan of this movie and I know you think it's overrated, but we both really liked uh, the great French Dispatch, or maybe it's just oh, the French Dispatch. Yeah. The French Dispatch. French Dispatch. I don't want to say it's overrated. Right. I thought it was good. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I, that's <laughs> yeah. what, that was going to be a question, but I'll get to that in a second. Right. But continue what you were saying. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. I think that movie is like the perfect example of what the type of movie I like is, even though it's mm -hmm. like, I don't like all of my movies to be like that perfectly symmetrical or that just bizarre. Like his movies, like Wes Anderson's movies are, oh, even yeah. though like Wes Anderson, I'd say it's either my favorite director or like in the top three, probably, at least yeah, I'd say top three, maybe top five, but his, the way that he writes the actors that he gets to act in them and the way he shoots his scenes, I think are just uncomparable to any other director. Mm -hmm. And anytime I see his stuff, like, especially in the French dispatch, it was just, I, I absolutely loved every second of, of that movie. It was very, yeah. just visually, it was just very beautiful. But that's basically what I have to say yeah. on that. But um, I was just thinking of adding, I may have given you guys the impression that visual effects and cinematography and production design aren't really important to me. No. Um, mm. That's definitely not the case. Um, I definitely am a little more like Ike in that I can look very critically at those things and mm -hmm. look for those things to be well done. Right. in a movie and especially when especially cinematography and production design yeah uh, when those two things work towards the meaning of the story i love it a lot oh yeah and i can be very critical of visual effects as well oh yeah they're not the most important thing to me like i said yeah. but i hate yeah, yeah. when they're really bad marvel yeah. sorry just putting that out there yeah another thing i'll just ask before i get to um the next question i'll bring up um mm -hmm. i guess for you two i've seen a couple of not really a full project I've just seen bits and pieces of stuff. <laughs> so when it comes to the when you guys are making stuff, are you, I'm assuming, more in like the writing and getting all that down, whereas you care a little bit more about like the, the shots and how it looks or whatever? Is it like more of a tag team duo or are you guys like even 50-50 on everything? I would say it's pretty 50-50 on everything. Pretty 50-50. I find – sorry, go ahead. I would say we, we have a very like slight – disbounce or not disbounce what's the word i'm looking for like i think we definitely have our strengths like i'd say oh, yeah. jp is definitely far more intelligent than me and he's more meticulous and more yeah. precise than me like when it comes to editing and lining up like audio with visuals and everything like mm -hmm. he's much better at that i am more i guess visionary and artistic i guess would you say like and this so. is only like ever so slightly so because yeah, we yeah. both have like we're, we're both pretty much 50 50 but like mm -hmm. we both have our strengths that like when combined like we really like what we produce and what we come what comes out of it but definitely yeah. i would say 50 50 is pretty much yeah how it goes, mm. i'd say 
a good way of thinking about it is that we definitely each have our strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's rare that one entire um, task of a project will fall to either one of us. Mm-hmm. If it will, it'll be because of time and such, yeah, not because right. that's the only one of us who could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, um, we definitely do our best stuff when we're both in the room talking yeah. it through mm-hmm. and working together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the biggest difference between us in terms of one thing, which like one of us can definitely do a lot better than the other is I'm just really bad at acting and doing voices and Ike is much better. So it might take me a zillion takes to just get a short line. Well, but other than that, yeah, we share um, Mm -hmm. most of the tasks on Mm -hmm. every project. Yeah, that's good. Um, the next question, unless you have another one, I, I, this is just one for all three of us. Cause I don't think we've really talked much about this, but, um, uh, just real quick, quick one, I guess. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Dune? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Dune. it. Um, the new one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's actually the only one I've seen. Um, it was adapted from a book, right? Yes. Okay. I haven't read the books. I haven't seen the original. Um, mm-hmm. so it just, it wasn't that important to me, I guess. Oh, I didn't yeah. really know anything about this story. Um, I was really impressed by the visual effects. It's a cool looking movie for sure. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, wasn't that special to me though, mm. unfortunately. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was fine, I guess. I'm pretty much in the same boat. And I think it's mostly just because like, I had, I knew that there were books on it and I, and I knew that there was an older movie based on it, but only like in recent years. So there was never any like hype around the movie. Like the yeah. most amount of hype I had around the movie was just the idea that Hans Zimmer basically said no to Tenet because he'd already agreed to do Dune. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, this must be really special if Hans Zimmer turned down Christopher Nolan to do um, to do Dune instead of Tenet. So I was like, okay, that's that's what got me the most hyped about it. But at the end of the day, the visuals were really, really good. Um, and I thought um, I thought the movie overall was pretty good as well. I just don't like how they, where they cut it off yeah. with the ending. I think that was a little bit sloppy. I think they could have definitely ended it much sooner than they did mm-hmm. just because i feel like it ended at a wrong spot it doesn't hold a special place in my heart either but i think it's definitely a good yeah. movie definitely very visually impressive yeah because i I've, i think i told you and mm-hmm. a lot of people have heard that that was my personal favorite movie that came out last year in the theaters you know there's mm-hmm. many other movies i've seen in the past or whatever but i think a lot of that had to do with the visual effects um or not the visual effects i guess the cinematography i don't know if he's listening, but uh, I went with a buddy of mine and it was like, dude, I don't know a really appropriate way to say what I'm about to say. So I'm not going to really say it, but we were like freaking out. Every shot we were like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. The best I, way he would say is we got excited. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we got excited. That's what yeah. that's what I'll say. I but, think um, we get the gist. Yeah. We were hinting at. We got the gist. And, you know, he we're was hinting at peeing in his pants. Yeah, something like that. Something like <laughs> that. Something like yes. that. Yeah. Anyway, though. Um, I guess it's just a good question to get into uh, or a transition to get into, you know, why, why do you love and why do we love cinema so much? I guess, um, what is like your favorite genre? Mm. It's one for, I can go I first. I think I know my answer. Them. Yeah. If you guys need, you can go first. Then. Okay. Um, drama for sure. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Drama and also maybe dark comedy, like yeah. something like, um, the death of Stalin was a really good example that of like a good. very a I visually. You should. We should see that. Write that down. That's my list. Yeah. But like, it's like the perfect example of like a. I mean, 
acting and writing and everything is like great but like some of the visual choices in that and like the the editing style like when he like the the meme of him like whipping off his his mm-hmm. coat to reveal all his his little chess pieces on that it it felt almost kind of tarantino-ish and i love the way that like tarantino movies i guess just present themselves yeah. and i think it kind of had the those elements to it but it was also like the comedy in it is like very dark as well oh yeah so yeah. like yeah yeah but, well, I'm just going to start this because I feel like you're really going to be upset when I say this. Uh, if you asked me a few years ago, I'd say uh, Marvel. <laughs> like, just the way the MCU is laid out. But That's rough. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've matured over the past three, four years. Mm-hmm. Somewhat. I'm not going all the way there. But um, I think in the past two years, I've really just fallen, uh, fallen in love with like just Westerns. I love an old-fashioned Western movie. I don't know if yeah. either of you have seen... Um, uh, oh, the harder they fall. I haven't. It's a more mm-hmm. recent movie on Netflix, but it. I really. I think that's going to be one of my favorite movies I saw this year. It's. It's nothing special, but it really goes back to the roots of western and they get away from mm-hmm. the stupid old uh, Lone Ranger or any of that stuff. I, I'd say right. that's for me, um, but I guess for you because I think we've talked a little bit about this. Um, who is your favorite director, or who is the Ooh. person when you see their name you say, "I got to see it." So I was thinking a little bit about this question earlier today because mm-hmm. I knew it would probably come up. Um, it's a little weird because I care a lot more about directors than mm-hmm. your average moviegoer, I think. That sounds really snobby, but I think it's, oh, it's the case. Yeah. Um, We're all snobs here. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I do pay a lot of attention to directors. Actually, maybe a little more than I do to actors, even though some maybe actors are really important to me. Yeah. Um, but it's also hard to say who my favorite director is because I feel like as soon as I've named my favorite director, people assume I like all that guy's movies mm. or that girl's movies, yeah. um, which is not really the case. Like, I'm just really afraid of saying, for example, Nolan and everyone thinking I'm a complete nerd. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that some of my favorite movies of all time were directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Ooh. Joel and Ethan Cohen, mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. um, and I think I'll put Christopher Nolan in there. Mm. So I'd say I have a few, but my favorite movie of all time was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. So maybe it has to be him. Which is The Godfather Part Three, or The God? No, <laughs> no, yeah, The Godfather or The Godfather Part Two. It's hard to say because. This is a little off topic, but The Godfather Part Two is amazing. And I actually think it's the best movie that's ever been made. Objectively, mm, yeah. right? Uh, it, it is, I think, the best movie. But The Godfather, the original, The Godfather from 1972, it's The Godfather, you know? And even if yeah. Part Two is a better movie, objectively, in, and, you know, more impressively technically executed, it can't really be The Godfather. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of torn. That's fair. I'll also add Peter Jackson to my list of favorite directors, just because Ooh. the Lord of the Rings trilogy is incredible, and I yeah. also like District Nine a lot. That's a fantastic movie. That's have you seen all the other ones that are like set in that universe of District Nine? Yeah, I didn't actually know there were more. Oh well, but, uh, I'll I'll bring it up off screen. Actually, I'll bring that up at the end. Or okay, whatever. but I, um, yeah, I really like District Nine, and I thought that I know I said this isn't the most important thing to me, but visually it was really ahead of its time 
like the the computer generated aliens i think they call them uh, prawns yep just looked incredible had a really real feel that you just don't get with action movies today. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was awesome. I, I just looked it up just so I was 100% sure. So the movies that are set in that universe, and this is the order they're in, is Chappie, which is not a good movie. I don't know if either of you have seen visually, it. Visually. Oh, it's unbelievable visually. It's just not a good movie. District 9 comes next. And I don't know if you've seen Elysium with um, uh, Matt Damon. I have not. It's a very interesting movie. Um, but District 9 was the original. Um, then Elysium came out after that. But the order I saw it was Chappie, and I'm like, wait a second, this is very similar. But turns out they're all in the same universe, which I thought was really cool. But, you know, if you just see District 9, you're going to have no idea. If you've seen Elysium, you'll have no idea. If you've seen Chappie. But when you watch it all together, you're like, oh, I can see that. Okay. I thought that was cool. But Interesting. I guess for you, favorite director or directors, Laurel? I mean... We, I'd say we have very similar tastes when it comes to directors and the type of movies that we like. And I think the main reason that is, and I guess maybe this is a question we'll kind of get to later that I'll answer, but the main reason I like the directors I like is because JP introduced me to these directors. Because, mm-hmm. like, before I'd, only, I'd ever seen any of, like, because I didn't hear about Quentin Tarantino until, what, 2019 maybe? So, really? like, I mean, I had heard of Pulp Fiction, but I'd yeah, never heard of yeah, Tarantino yeah. attached to it or whatever. Marvel kids, so. No, much. I was never a Marvel kid. You weren't? No. Oh, really? No. I you, okay, your family is, though, right? Very they much aren't. Much. They're very much so now. Mm. I wasn't allowed because I was, I grew up in a very sheltered homeschool oh, family. I think and so, all of us probably did. <laughs> right, but, like, I mean, to the point where, like, I wasn't allowed to watch Star Wars, Harry Potter, oh, Marvel. That's sad. So, those all big, bad movies. So, I binge watched the Marvel movies when I was like 15, 16. That's gotcha. only like two years before we met. And so, but before that, I was always a very big fan of the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm. And like, I was an obsessive fan of Lord of the Rings. And when The Hobbit came out as well, and we were just talking about this earlier, but I, I made sure I got like all the t-shirts, the calendars, the Legos, yep. the action figures, the posters, stickers. Like I had the whole shebang because I felt like yeah. I was being a part of history just because of how much lord of the rings meant to me growing up mm-hmm. so i'd say peter jackson's definitely up there but i think now because of i guess the whole like the vast world of cinema that jp's introduced me to i'd say quentin tarantino is also like very much up there as is wes anderson like i said earlier Ooh, like visually cool. i should have mentioned as one of my favorites because he's amazing oh yeah. yeah um two years ago i was on a very big like christopher nolan high because i saw interstellar and tenet in that same year for the first time and I just think Christopher Nolan has, I mean, in the same thing with each of these directors, they all have their specific way that they direct the movies that you can very much tell, oh, this is a Christopher Nolan movie, or, oh, this is a Francis Ford Coppola movie, or, oh, this is a Stanley Kubrick movie. And I think that's what I really like about the types of movies that we watch is that, like, each time we go into it, we know what we're getting into and what to expect. And they always either deliver or exceed the expectations. Mm. So I can't choose just one, but... All the ones that he said, and I guess just to add on, like, Wes Anderson, and I'm trying to think if there was another one I was going to add, but, yeah. James Cameron. James Cameron. Cameron, yeah, for, you know. Oh, yeah, for the, those explosions. Was Is he the one with the big explosions? Or Michael is he Bay. That? That's Michael Bay. Bay, that's right. James Cameron made uh, Avatar. Oh, Avatar the and Titanic. All time to no one, but, you know. Right, yeah. right. But he also made Titanic, so. That's true. Yeah. You guys already mentioned all the good ones, so there's really <laughs> no one else. But I'll just mention briefly, I'll say Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Easy for everyone. I'll put Dennis Villeneuve. I, okay. I probably butchered your last name, but you know he gave us obviously Dune, 
Blade Runner, um, Arrival, which is one of my all-time favorites. Okay. So I'll, I'll put him on there. Christopher Nolan, I think, again, like you mentioned earlier, you know, if you say that, you're kind of nerdy and everyone goes, oh, so you automatically like all of his movies. No, I don't like all of his movies, but I think that he is probably, unfortunately, uh, we have to say this, probably the best original director out there with these big budget movies because everyone else is just getting the reboots. Yeah, which really I think sucks. I would agree. But yeah. And then the other two that neither of you mentioned, well, Quentin Tarantino, obviously. Let's just say I'm going to put everyone that they said, but I'm going to add two more. Um, I'm going to put Steven Spielberg. Mm. <laughs> and I'm also going to put George Lucas. Okay. Just mm. because both of them have given me stuff that I could not see being you know not a part of my life and being star wars i don't think that george lucas is really a good director at all but i can't not put him on here because star wars means so much to me that it feels like a crime to not put him on there and then with steven spielberg i just think that he is one of the most consistent with the movies he makes and he's brought us a lot of big time franchises that you know they all go downhill once he leaves (laughs) but um i think he's more in the realm nowadays as like a marvel type director where he kind of just does the big cash grabs. Um, Ready Player One was, I think, the best example. Like, why was he attached to that? It felt like, yeah. you know. But if we're talking like 80s or even 70s, 80s, 90s, Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg, it's no question. Oh, yeah. So I'll have to put him. And then lastly, I'll just mention is just Ryan Coogler, which I don't know if either of you know who he is. I'm not positive. He's the one who brought uh, Creed, Creed Two, and Black okay. Panther. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, again, I'm just putting him on there, not because of his directing specifically, but I've seen a lot of interviews and just the way that he interacts with his fans and the way that he treats his projects. It's pretty cool. And, you know, by no means am I saying Black Panther is a great movie or whatever, but just the way that he goes about directing is really unique and pretty original. Oh, and Matt Reeves. Oh, yeah, Matt Reeves. Yeah, I Matt mean, Reeves I just feel like I wish that Matt Reeves put out more because I think his mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes, I think, is definitely stronger than the batman as far as oh like, yeah the amount of, like, that's like one of the greatest uh, yeah like trilogies or whatever mm-hmm. have you seen blind the apes uh, not ones? matt reeves no yeah they're you, fantastic you i think okay. i want to say you'd like it i i hate saying that people <laughs> like it and then they really get their hopes down mm-hmm. or whatever but right it's a great one but any yeah. other questions or whatever yeah i think since we've talked about like favorite actors favorite directors i think the only other uh, option left because you can't really get into like who's your favorite editor and i don't think we <laughs> yeah know. that would <laughs> well, maybe we could get into like favorite I'll person who scores or whatever right yeah that's true but, but i would say that's what i was going to bring up is um composers like who are your favorite um some of your favorite composers um two come to mind immediately and i remember the name of one of them so yeah. we'll see if i remember his name in a minute here but um my roommate is a musician and he's, I mean, well, obviously he loves music and he has defended the Lord of the Rings trilogy soundtrack to me really well and explained mm-hmm. to me how layered and meaningful all those melodies are. And so I really appreciate those deeply and they just sound incredible. Mm-hmm. So Howard Shore is for sure up there. Ooh, that's a and good one. I think about him. I'm yeah. really ashamed that I can't remember this right now, but could you look up for me who did the soundtrack for The Godfather? Yes. You want to really should remember start this. going it's on well. the tip of my tongue. Yeah. yeah. I think the most classic for everybody would be someone like John Williams. I mean, with yeah. like Star Wars or Hook or E.T., just basically anything that Steven Spielberg's attached to, I think John Williams did. Mm-hmm. 
Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones. I think John Williams creates the most classic, memorable film soundtracks ever. Um, Michael Giacchino. Oh, <laughs> Nino Rota. Nino Rota. Okay, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But yeah, I don't know why I couldn't remember that. But yeah, the man was robbed of an Oscar for the first Godfather movie because you can't get an Oscar if your score isn't original. And he'd used a bit of the Godfather main melody in a previous movie. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they gave it to him for the Godfather part two, which was obviously mm-hmm. even less original than the first yeah. one. Yeah. So right. It was kind of ridiculous, but it, it's, 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 you know, obviously it's a popularity. So whoever, yeah. you know, it's stupid, but right. as you were saying, Oh yeah. Uh, Michael Giacchino, he did the up score. He also did the Batman score and Planet of the Apes, but he also did the incredible score. Oh, yeah, and the Incredibles has been like one of my all time favorite soundtracks ever. Um, Alan Silvestri, he also oh, yeah. did a lot of good soundtracks, even from something like a little known movie, like something like Stort Little. I think just the music in there is, has always been really pretty. And then there was one more that I was trying to think of what his name was, but I can't think of it. But I mean, Were you going to name Hans Zimmer, maybe? Hans Zimmer is also really up there. Yeah, pretty but good. I think his movie or his uh, his music really complements the movies. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's not the I, best outside of them, though. Right. I think the reason why the music is so good is because of the visuals attached to it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it really they yeah. they complement each other very well. Yeah. But and one thing, um, in Hans Zimmer's favor is that I think he's pretty original. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. Really influential. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Definitely, like the Interstellar is probably the best of his, yeah, it's best really of his good, work for sure. I have to say, personal favorite is easily John Williams. Mm-hmm. He's brought us every, almost everything that we all could just hum or sing off the top mm-hmm. of our heads. He's brought us. Um, right. Hans Zimmer's is definitely one of them. Um, I don't know the name, but whoever composed uh, "No Country for Old Men" has to be up there. I'm not <laughs> sure. No, well, there's no music. That's the pun. There's no music at all. John Cage. I was yeah. thinking about correcting you, actually. Because yeah, no, I, 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 knew, I, I knew, I knew, I knew. I just I didn't to... want to make myself look dumb because there is actually a composer credited for No Country for Old Men. Oh, really? I really? I don't know why. I know that in the really iconic coin flip scene, there is there are some, Ooh, yeah, there are some like yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what's for, but yeah. So I wasn't yeah, really uh, sure if you were joking or no. I was mistaken. joking. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, I think there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, I think he also did the soundtrack for Silence as well. Yeah, uh, Martin Scorsese. Oh, we didn't bring up Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese you didn't really bring good. up Martin Scorsese. Well, did I thought I said it? Maybe I didn't. I'm did not you? Sure. Not, regardless, all of us would put him up there. I think. Yeah. I put him up there yeah. with some caveats because, right? I don't know. Some of his stuff is not so great, and I yeah, feel like yeah. he gets away with whatever he makes because he's such a well-established influential really good director yeah he can make anything and ever and all the critics will say oh it's incredible so, oh yeah right and i have mixed feelings yeah i'm pretty mixed yeah. on him when it comes to his new stuff but the last person yeah. i'll put for uh composer um ludwig and i don't know how to pronounce his last name van beethoven but it's, <laughs> i uh, let me try it in english Beethoven. uh <laughs> beethoven. jorison maybe he's the guy who does the mandalorian okay but he's also done a little bit more like he's done a lot of big budget stuff but it's a lot more tone deaf or a lot um, tone mm-hmm. deaf is maybe not the right word a lot of the like lower big budget movies but the way that he does or composes because everything he does is by himself and it's it's just incredible and mm-hmm. obviously john williams is an orchestra and a lot of people do that but right. um i guess a good one to add to this is what is your favorite like movie score let's exclude the big time like you know like star wars or a jurassic or any of that like like a one-off type of movie or a, a cinema mm type of movie like what's your favorite score so 
because of my musician friend's influence, it might be Lord of the Rings. But I don't mm. want to kind of take his answer, so I'll mm. say The Godfather. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's just amazing. There's not much I can add. Yeah, I think my answer would have also been Lord of the Rings because I just think, objectively speaking, that just seems like there's so many just iconic, like, maybe not even iconic, but just recognizable just themes mm-hmm. that come from the movie and so much that just provides so much like emotional impact on me. But aside from that, maybe something like the Joker soundtrack. Oh, Mostly yeah. just because I think it really does like put into perspective kind of like it gets you in that zone of the Joker movie and it mm-hmm. makes you feel like you're in that world and it really makes you feel like the dark, like lonely presence. Yeah. yeah. And I know that I was kind of mixed because like I wasn't expecting that to be the music coming into the movie. And I know you were very torn I actually about the hated music. It. Yeah. Yeah. I I regret that because then right. my musician Fred was like friend was yeah. like, You idiot, it's amazing. And I was like, yeah. oh, shoot, I yeah. got that wrong. No, right. I, I completely get it. But I think maybe Joker. Yeah. I'm sure if I thought long and hard enough there'd probably be something above it, but like Joker's definitely yeah. up there. I think for me one would easily be up. I think that yeah. up is so powerful, mm-hmm. especially because it's really just one song, but the difference where you hear it happy or you hear it sad or angry or whatever it mm-hmm. is, I think it's really good. Um, another one that is as crazy that it sticks with me almost on a daily basis, but I'll even put the freaking social network. Yeah. I love how subtle that soundtrack is. I have no mm-hmm. memory of what it was like, actually. I've seen it's, it, but... I don't remember. We can't play it, which sucks. So you guys can hear. But I guess look up the social network. It's it's predominantly just piano, but it's very beautiful. And just like Up, it plays basically the same song throughout the whole movie. But depending on the tone of the scene, it really adds a lot. That's what I'd say for that. But I guess lastly, before we wrap up, because this is the big question that we'll probably put in the thumbnail or we'll put as the tagline. What got each of us into movies or what got each of us into cinema? So we'll start with you first. Um, I'm a little ashamed to admit this, but but it's basically because I'm kind of a snob in general. (laughs) I just, I really like being critical of things. um, I agree with that. Especially movies and TV. So I found it very easy to hate a lot of the things that a lot of people like, but that means you got to go watch something else. And so watching art films, I got really into those. And I was like, these are incredible. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it. I guess it was just mostly my personality. Being I was kind negative, of destined yeah. to like yeah. art films and get really into cinema like that. Yeah. yeah. And I had mentioned this earlier, and I'll expand on it a little bit more now, I guess. But JP, I think, I think was definitely the biggest, I guess, mm-hmm. inspiration. Of which I'm very and, proud. Oh, no. I'm very happy very, I could bring yeah. it it. Yeah, it fixed me good. Yep. But just... He's introduced me to just like so many different worlds and perspectives and just ideas that I'd never would have, I guess, considered before, Mm. mostly just because I'd always be doing something else. But now, like, like the whole idea of cinema takes up so much more space in my mind now, just because I always the way I think now, the way I view the world is almost through like a camera lens, like constantly. I'm always constantly picturing myself like I'm in a movie, not like as the main character, but almost like I'm constantly viewing a movie. I'm always the viewer. I'm always the director. Like um, there's this example of um, I was at my college at uh, Wright State, the other, actually this was last semester. And I was telling JP about this a couple of times before, but I remember just sitting down with some, um, some of my army ROTC buddies and just the conversation, the dialogue between the three of them felt very much like I was in a movie. And I, and when they would ask me questions, I didn't necessarily like I wasn't lying. I wasn't putting on a fake persona, but like 
I didn't want to ruin the moment. So I kind yeah. of phrased my answers in such a manner that like in almost the way that they would have responded mm. because I wanted to keep that moment going. Okay, so like so I'll yeah. find myself in certain uh, times and space where I feel like I want this, like this moment to continue lasting because, or I want to recreate this moment one day. And like, I constantly like, I have a little notebook on me or my phone on me at all times. And I'll like, I'll jot down ideas that I have. So that maybe one day I'll put it into a movie. But I think that I guess element was very much influenced by JP. But I think even before that growing up with my brothers and recording um, movies on this big old camera that we have, that you'd have to stick little cassette tapes into, or even using the original, uh, the original uh, Mac computer, which was like yeah, yeah. 10 inches thick, and we would move it to, <laughs> to as a camera. Yeah. And just we were dubbing over movies, or we'd have the movie audio playing, and we'd try to lip sync to it. And then also doing stuff like speech, speech and debate. There's just a lot of different things that I can think of that just would really just add up to like mm. why I think the way I think and why I viewed the way I view things. But I think, like I said earlier, like. Um, JP is definitely a big influence. My upbringing was definitely a big influence, but like the way I view cinema now is like, I very much view the world like through a camera lens now. And I'm yeah. constantly thinking of things like artistically and how I can maybe recreate this or maybe even make it better one day. Mm. But yeah, what about yourself? Yeah, I think for me, it all started uh, seventh birthday. My grandparents, they bought me Star Wars A New Hope. This was the first year that they renamed it. And as a little kid, I remember being, the, I was always the kid who would ask why. So I, I, I always will remember watching Star Wars for the first time and literally everything. So why is he there? Or so why is this that way? Or so why, why, why over everything? Mm -hmm. So obviously, I guess it was Star Wars. Um, but I think I'll also just put the Clone Wars as it. I don't know if either of you have seen much of the Clone Wars or whatever. I'll, I'm not sure. In my heart, no, I'll always put that. That's the animated that's a, Star okay. Wars show. Yeah. No. I'll always put that in my heart as my favorite show of all time because it's so many different stories and it, it got me so inspired. But um, the two biggest influences of why I feel like I've, I've fallen more in love is Chris Duckman, who uh, I don't know if either of you know who he is. I've definitely heard. If I saw a picture, I definitely Yeah, I think I showed you one recently. He, he uh, makes or he reviewed movies. Oh, on no, I, you know, I know who it is. Yep. And boy. now he's making his own movie, which is Oaks, really cool. The Shelby Oaks, which I look, he lives in Cleveland area. I'd love to maybe do a video call with him so that'd be, cool. that'd be cool but as crazy as it is i think in the past few years i'm gonna have to put corridor digital honestly when yeah. they came to their visual effects artists react to good and bad movies or whatever it was mm -hmm. that's where i really i i listened to what they had to say and i'm like you know what that's really interesting i'd watch the movie and i feel like past couple of years i've watched more and more because of them specifically so shout out to you guys um big shout out yeah uh, a small thing to add to that um corridor digital definitely were really influential in helping me appreciate stunt work, visual effects, mm -hmm. and practical effects a lot more. It's really impressive Very much so. the effort and oh, the yeah. talent that goes into executing even just okay work in that field. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's difficult stuff and it's really yeah. cool when it's mm -hmm. done well. What I think is the coolest part, I guess we'll end with this. I think the coolest part about them is I think for the longest time I wouldn't touch a camera or anything because I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. Where they they lay it out where it's like anybody can do this. You don't have mm -hmm. to have a degree in yeah. you know anything. You can just go out with the freaking phone with your friends and record. Right. And even the way that they treat visual effects, a buddy of mine, he's um, in school right now to be a visual effects designer. And like you know, he was so stressed, but I, he, they're the reason he got into it too. Is just watching them and realizing I can actually do this for yeah. a living. There's a quote. Uh, actually, there's a video 
of Tarantino talking about cinema that I, I know I've definitely oh, sent you yep. before, but it's very similar to what you just said. Yeah. But he talks about how, oh, like, it's in an you, interview, like, right? If you I think truly I know love cinema with enough passion, then you can't help but make a good movie. Like, yeah. You don't have to worry about like these, this cameras, all this, but like, like the heck with all that, or oh, however yeah. he said it. But like, it's definitely just take adopting that perspective of like i don't need all this fancy equipment to do this i can start off with just what i have and then mm -hmm. maybe work up to something greater one day yeah. because i mean we just film our stuff on a little iphone yeah. we don't even need some microphone. and we love it even yeah it's weird yeah yeah or even this podcast we just have the little microphone and the laptop yeah. and the, the little lights but and i think that's one of the most beautiful things is you look at most of the greatest movies of all time it's just people Getting out and doing things, little mm -hmm. budget, some no budget at all, and just seeing where it goes. Obviously, we, we're now in a day and age where you drop half a billion dollars on a movie, which I think is maddening to say, but mm -hmm. it is what it is. But I just want to um, affirm what you just said a second ago about the stunt work or whatever. Quarter has actually made me appreciate that. And one of the things I love when it comes to movies is like when, when somebody turns their head and you can't see it, I'm like, okay, so that's the stunt double. And then I'll watch the mm -hmm. thing. I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty cool that they got to do mm -hmm. that. Or even with the VFX, realizing nowadays that there are people that actually work on these movies. So mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. A lot of people. Yeah. Anything else? Any other questions you think? No question. But I guess just for the audience, if you guys like, if you guys like making stuff, you don't have to think that you need like super fancy equipment. Just go out and make it. Just have fun. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe we'll bring you back, JP, and we'll do like a commentary video on one of the things that you guys have made. That would be awesome. That would, that would be, be actually very really interesting. cool. So yeah, so yeah. maybe maybe that'll be something that we do one day. But um, anything that you would like to add as Not this is first time of, on? No. Yeah. Uh, cinema is awesome. Yeah, I think we've all established yeah. that. I guess we'll just ask you uh, live, or I guess not live on the recording. Uh, would you like to come back and join us for our Lord of the Rings watch through one day? I would <laughs> before the show yes, comes yeah. out because we're gonna be doing that. All right. Yeah, I think that's, that's really all that we need to say. Um, as usual, we're the Gotham Geeks Podcast. You can find us. Oh, I forgot to mention that at the beginning. Sorry, guys. You can find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Geeks Gotham. You can obviously find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or now YouTube at the Gotham Geeks. We got rid of the podcast. But, yeah, I think that's all we need to say. We got sponsored this week, so that's cool. Maybe you guys will hear our sponsors soon enough. Yeah. But as usual, I'm Jaden. I'm Mike. I think that's all we have to say. We love George Clooney. Yeah, we love George Clooney. I guess we do. So, yeah, these are our takes and our thoughts on cinema. See you guys next week. Peace.